When I'm broken down and lying in bed, you lie beside me through it all. If I shut you out when you let me in, you wouldn't tell me. Good morning, Travis Clark fans. I apologize for yesterday's behavior, and I promise I will not let it happen until next time it does. And, because I haven't done it in a while, let's read some news, shall we? The time is 8.01 a.m., and you're listening to DJ Fool. Today in the news, body found in duffel bag. Police think it might be homicide. In science, studies show that our cats understand us but they really don't care. In China, pigs die as houses are being blown down. And in health, people are still alive hours before they die. (laughs) And this is why I don't like reading the news. I mean, come on, cats understand us? It's a cat. Why is this news? Anyways, with us as always is my producer, and of course, you know, Travis. For now. I'll take it. Travis, how are you today, my friend? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I believe that yesterday we said we were going to let the audience decide what you talked about today. Are you still okay with that? I trust the audience. They haven't made a fool out of me yet. I do enough of that on my own. All right, people, start calling. I will take the first person who can answer this question. Travis's best man at his wedding was named what? Caller, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, gotta be James. I know I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. You are incorrect. Loser. Next caller. Jackson? Are you guys even listening? Caller, go ahead. His ma. Yes. His own mother was his best man at his wedding. Come on, people. Caller, go ahead. It's Chad. Thank you. Finally, someone is paying attention. What is your question? I want to hear more about my... I mean, his youth. Kelly? She hung up. Do you know her? Wait. Was that your daughter? It couldn't be. Could it? Well, she did ask for a story. More about your youth. Do you have one ready? I have plenty. As much as we would love to hear them all, let's hear one that has your mom and dad in it. Something that is abnormal. Something that might not happen in everyday Clark life. Make it special. I was 14. It was summer before I started my freshman year in high school. Jackson and I were outside working on a tractor when... Travis! Jackson! Get in here! We ran inside the barn to see my dad holding his hand with a blood-soaked rag. Find my finger. What? Find my finger. I'll look for the finger, Jackson. Go get mom. No, not your mom. Jackson took off running towards the house. I turned off the saw, and I was digging through the sawdust. I was searching pile after pile, looking, searching, looking. Then I finally came across his finger. I held it up in the air just as mom came running in. Travis? What did you do? It's not mine, Mom. It's Dad's. Quick, find a bag and some ice and put the finger in it. I'll put Dad in the car. Jackson, grab my keys and my purse. 
we all got into the car and took off to the hospital. I've never seen my mom drive so fast. I cannot believe how stupid I was. Dear, we all make mistakes. I'm living proof of that. It's how we come back from the mistakes. That's what matters. Dear, I cut my finger off, not my head. Well, maybe you will learn this time. Learn what? That you shouldn't cut your finger off. I didn't do that in order to know that. Mom was driving so fast, she passed every vehicle on the road. I hurts! We're almost there. Dad, if you die, who gets the farm? Not a good time for that, Jackson. I need to believe something extraordinary is possible. Like what? Like your dad not slapping your mouth right now. I sat back quiet and watched the trees fly by. I knew he was all right. It was just a finger. I mean, sure, he was in pain. Out, damn spot. Out, I say. Who would have thought the old man to have had so much blood in him? Mom, I think Travis is losing it. He is not losing it. It's a line from Macbeth. Son, while I appreciate the mobile theater, I'm the one with the finger cut off here. Let your mom concentrate on the road. I held the bag tight. It was cold and burning my hands, but I never let go. We got to the hospital and the orderlies came and got my dad inside. We parked the car. I was still holding on to the bag. The nurses all gathered around, trying to calm my dad. My mom was trying to help. They finally got the needle in him and they started cleaning his wound. One nurse saw that I had the bag and asked what was inside. His finger? She grabbed the bag and another nurse escorted Jackson and I to the waiting room. We heard the screams all the way down the hall. We sat down. Jackson grabbed the newspaper and started rifling through it. He'll be all right. I know. Just now we have to do more chores. Is that all you can think of? Right now? Yes. Oh, and I'm hungry too. I walked away from Jackson and down one of the other hallways. I walked and walked and found my way into the maternity ward. I looked through the windows and made silly faces at the babies in there, wondering if one day I would be a dad. And what type of dad I would be? Would I be like my dad or would I be different? That would come later, though. I walked back towards the waiting room. I saw my mom and asked how he was. She said he's fine. He's really happy right now. I asked if I could go and see him. If the doctor says yes, go ahead. I walked until I saw a doctor and asked if I could go inside. He said, okay, but he will be a little off. I guess that's doctor's talk for, we got your dad drugged up and he ain't feeling anything at the moment. I walked up to the room and opened the door. How you feeling, dad? I feel good. You get it? I got it, dad. Good one. Travis, I can't thank you enough for what you did. Jackson would have threw up grabbing that finger. It was nothing, dad. No, you acted quick. You acted smart. What you did took guts. I just did what I thought was right. We're all confronted with trials, son. But the true measure of a man is how he chooses to react in the face of those trials. You never flinched. I was watching you. I might have been a duck on water. If you were, you fooled me. Travis, you got a girl? No. 
Not yet. You need to find one. And when you find her, don't ever let her go. She's beautiful and therefore to be wooed. She is a woman and therefore to be wooed. Dad, I didn't know you knew Shakespeare. There's a lot about you that is me. How did you get mom to love you? One word. Trust. Trust? I have never lied to your mom. Not once. If I didn't like it, I said so. If I liked it, I told her. I held nothing back. Does this make her mad sometimes? You know it. But it takes gut to be honest. If you start lying to your woman, you start lying to yourself. To thine own self be true. Travis, it might be these really good medications, but if you can't be true to yourself or others around you, then it's like you're nothing. You don't exist. Or you wish that you could be true anyways. We talked and talked. It was the first time he ever saw me as a man. I didn't know what to feel. Then a doctor walked in. Son, it's time for your dad to get his bandages removed. I think it would be best if you left them. Don't worry, Travis. I'm not going anywhere. I walked out of the room and went to the waiting room where Jackson and Mom were. Did you guys have a good talk? Yeah, we did, Mom. You look beautiful today. Thank you. What did you guys talk about? Man stuff. It's about time. We stayed at the hospital until Grandpa picked us up. Mom stayed the entire night, never leaving his side. My dad stayed in the hospital for a week. My mom went and saw him every day. I picked up his chores that I knew how to do. Jackson never helped. He did his chores, so at least he did that. When asked if he did anything extra, he said, Nobody told me to do it. That was Jackson, though. Nothing extra. I wonder what type of talk my dad had with him. I'm sure it wasn't the one I got. Or if it was, he didn't pay any attention to it. When my dad came home, he treated me differently. He treated me like a man. He started showing me things like how to fix broken machines, the true meaning of Shakespeare. We started even reading poems together. He even showed me how to dance. That was the best summer I ever had. He is the reason I am who I am today. I don't know if I ever saw it, but I think he did. I changed that day. I was no longer his kid. I was now his son. That's my story for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Travis, we love all your stories. I'm wondering if a certain phone call made you tell that story today. No, I didn't tell that story because of that. I told the story because I needed to hear it again. Travis, I'm sure going to miss you when you're done telling your stories. The audience will miss you, but I have a feeling that you are right now being missed by someone really special. We all need that someone special. And you have it. You don't know it, but you have it. Tomorrow? I'll be here. I have another special story for that caller tomorrow, if you don't mind. Not at all. You say your piece. Well, folks, on behalf of this old worn-out DJ, I thank you and look forward to you listening in to tomorrow's show. I have a feeling that there is one person who really needs to hear it. It is you. Find out tomorrow. Thank you all.